and the power. Watch this such a strong anointing for God to heal your home. For God. You know, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God hears and God answers prayer. And as I was praying, and to take place in your life. I really feel like that I'm going to be praying over your individual needs and care about shadow more push out and cause not some, but all of the miracles that you need to take place in your life. I want you right now. Pray the Lord guide me, help me when I'm lost. When I'm Pray lost. the Holy Spirit take over when I talk. Pray I stay focused. Lord knows I'm trying. But if you think shit is sweet, please go ahead and try them. I pray I stay faithful. Black women, my distraction. I swear something about a man. I think I gotta have it. I pray over Aaliyah. She looks just like her mommy. It's something about these songs I'm making. Dog is perfect timing. Pray I stay calm through this bad weather. Be wise. Not every battle is worth the win. Choose battles like choosing friends. Pray the Lord protect me. I got some work to do here. You got Rain, check me skating through this life like a black Gretzky. I wanna be more than your favorite, more like the greatest. I need checks with comments, big booty. That be honest. I need apologies for everyone that doubted me, for everyone that turned me back on me. They ain't believing me. They ain't believing me. Miracle is gonna happen for you, just like God worked miracles. Real live miracle happening right before your eyes. And while you're doing this, I want you all in the red leather Jesus prankage and get ready to go. Praying over your individual needs and hereby shalom kosha and God. Hello, young world. Welcome to episode 31 of Things to Keep in Mind. I am your host, A.E. Charles, aka Zell. And today on the podcast, we have my boy Kendall Malik, aka Keys, and he just put out his debut poetry book called My Poetry Decoded Book One. And this month also happens to be International Poetry Month. 
So, um, you know, I want to have him come on and tell us a, a little bit about his book and just, you know, uh, you know, what made the poems that he decided to put in this first book, like what made them so like right to put in this first book and like the importance of them and everything like that. So sit back and relax. You are listening to things to keep in mind. We'll be right back. You know, we got to break you off with a little bit of music first. Check out this joint from the man himself, Kendall Malik. Stay tuned. Episode of Things to Keep in Mind. I'm your host, A.E. Charles. And today on the podcast, we have the first guest to ever come on Things to Keep in Mind, my boy, Kendall Malik. 
aka Keys. What's happening, my boy? How you doing? What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. And um, you, you know what's crazy, bro? I'm actually sitting here looking at your book right now. Uh, your very first debut poetry yeah. book. And it's crazy because I remember it was like one day sometime in the summertime. This was a few years ago. And Mm -hmm. you had uh, text me about like the process of putting out a poetry book. And I just, you know what I'm saying, was texting you back like, you know, how it was for me. And I remember you telling me saying that one day you wanted to do it. So the fact that like now, like a few years later, I got your book. In my hands, and I'm just sitting here looking at a table of contents. Like, dang, my boy yeah. really, my boy really made it happen, bro. Right. So, right. so, so, tell me, how does how does it feel to be a to be an author? Um, it, it it feels it feels great, man. Um, to be honest, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's the first time I actually could title myself something you know Mm, Um, that's crazy and I guess I guess in a in a in a sense you know I could title myself an artist or whatever because I create music exactly um but there's also a a certain threshold you kind of have to get to in order to really be yeah an artist you know like like a professional yeah yeah, for your peers to view you as an artist for your family you know Mm kind of you know anything before then you just kind of some some dude doing music (laughs) that's real rapping that's a good Um, point yeah but the moment the moment the moment the book was published Mm -hmm. um i became an author and it was just different um how people responded to that um yeah people do respond to it differently bro right about that it surprised me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't expecting it. it surprised me, um, but everybody responded to it exceptionally well, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what, what were some orders. of the, what were some of the texts you got? Some of the feedback you got? Like, were people shocked? Like, were they surprised? Or... Um, shocked, surprised, proud. Mm-hmm. Um, I go into depth as as far as the description goes, as far mm-hmm. as just breaking down each poem. So. Um, some people remember those moments. Mm-hmm. They're a part of them, those moments and, mm-hmm. and they have feelings and emotions attached to those moments as well. And we discuss those, those things. Um, people who have experienced those things with other people, um, their friends, their families, their loved ones, their, um, love interest, uh, they they've come to me and, and and shared how they've had those thoughts on one occasion or another, how um, breaking down and of course in hindsight you have um, twenty twenty vision on a lot, um, but how you kind of put everything into proper context and you utilize it to move forward and, and to do better. Um, so I just got a a lot of good responses from people just saying that they were proud. That I got it done, that I mm-hmm. that I did it, um, and and that I was so honest in it. Yeah, bro, you were you were exceptionally honest, which <laughs> which, which which really made me relate and gravitate to it 
to be honest with you, like I've read it in like one whole night, bro. Like mm. you know, like I don't like that's one thing I like about poetry books. Like they're very digestible. And with most right. poetry books, I do that. And right. like the one thing I can say, like your your book is probably one of the most unique poetry books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Just for the simple fact that you break down each poem and that's yeah. what makes it so unique. Yeah. And I mean it, it really it really is in the title, you know, My Poetry Decoded, book mm-hmm. one. So 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 tell me was 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 this book inspired by Jay Z's Decoded? Um well the title okay. seemed to flow. Um okay. and then of course I attached it to it like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um it wasn't necessarily Jay-Z's Decoded. I've never read Decoded. Okay, um, yeah, me either. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, it, it, it wasn't necessarily like the book inspired me to write a book. No. Um, I think just the, the name of it, though, was proper. It just fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a similar title for a different book, uh, but that's a that's a non-fiction book so okay um with the whole storyline and everything it's it's, it's it'll it'll be something different um okay Okay. but but this just kind of fit so Mm -hmm. um i had the idea to take all these poems that i have for over you know 10 15 years wow that's um, a long time yeah and and do something more with them versus just the normal, hey, here's a poem that I wrote, you know, mm-hmm. um, to do something more with them as far as, hey, look, this this is what I was thinking and feeling at the time. Um, and I have more. So I think the title really came from me just kind of wanting people to see that the line that I chose to write had much more meaning than just that line, mm, you know? So okay. you it probably said one thing and came off a certain way in that one line. Mm-hmm. When I break it down in that description, you see that there's an entire moment, there's an entire uh, journey mm-hmm. surrounding that, an, an entire experience, I should say, yeah. surrounding so, that one line. So, yeah. So it's like each line has roots to it. Facts. Facts. Each I can I can honestly say that looking back over those poems and reading them out loud to myself, I can honestly say every line in those poems struck a chord in my in my in my entire being. You know what I'm saying? So which mm-hmm. which was the motivation to to put it together to do a book. Because I, I felt so strongly reading them, you know? I felt so, yeah. I felt those moments, I felt those experiences all over again. So, so what was it about these nine poems? Because, like you said, you you had more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, but what was it about these nine poems in particular that made you say these one work, these poems work well together and should be a part of a collection and those poems will make up the collection for my first book 
Well, what was your what was your thinking behind these nine poems being in your first book? Why these nine? Well, to be honest, I chose these poems all because of what we as a culture, as a society, um, as a people, black people, were experiencing um, at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted my my art, my poetry, my um, creations to speak um, of the times that we're living in. So when I'm long and gone, you can go to these times that I produced this this content, the, these art pieces, mm-hmm. and get a taste of what was actually happening and what we were feeling and what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, you know one too many niggas. Man, um, bro. When you when you look at that the poem dark... right there is so real. And 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 I and I start off the po- the book with that um for a reason. I wrote that poem maybe 2012. Mm. And it was the reason I chose to put that first was because mm-hmm. of just I feel we had gotten to a point in 2020 where we got to stop this dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where we got to stop being sleep and stop being um, blind to what's going on around us and 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 get real, you know, and and, yeah. and open our eyes. And, and and become aware of what's what's really going on. What's what's the system that's happening around us? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we can't we can't feed into the, the nonsense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, I, I I agree. And, and honestly, bro, like that was a great poem to set the tone because mm-hmm. it just kind of took me back to when I was writing my first book, The Experience, mm-hmm. and. It just kind of took me back to the mindset I had when I was writing some of the like the the social type poems, and yeah, yeah. honestly, it was one of them. You like that among some of the other poems in here. It made me be like, "Damn, I wish I would have wrote that, bro." That's how dope it was, bro. Appreciate it. Like, that's, that's the and if, if if you don't mind, like breaking down what one too many niggas is about for 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 the audience. Um. But when you think about it, um, I start off the poem with, what's up, my nigga? Um, and that's basically just saying, like, yo, we use this word in such a general sense, in such a casual way. Um, but let's take a deeper look at it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Let's take a deeper look at how we're, how that word is influencing our actions, how that word is influencing um, our thoughts, how that word is influencing our lives and how we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so it, it goes on, it's this dialogue between me and this guy that makes me not look at him differently, but makes me take a, a look at, at myself and say, mm. hey, look, man, what, what, what's my relationship to this word? You know what I'm saying? What, mm-hmm. what, how how does this word reflect me? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And um, he's really inspired by um, Black Ice, who's a poet. Um, I, I saw him on Deaf, Deaf Poetry Jam. And um, just his, his, the way he delivered his poems was the tone that I wrote this poem in. Mm. Um, so what was it like a conversational type style? He used to um, in or? A con- uh, it was a con- it was a conversation. It starts off as a conversation, but then it, it really turns into a conversation with myself. Mm. You know, what those, I'm saying? honestly, really, those are my favorite type of poems, bro. Yeah, it really turns into a conversation with myself, um, where I'm where I'm question- questioning, and not necessarily myself, but but us. I'm, I'm questioning us as a people. You mm. know, where we allow ignorance just to be bliss for us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and how that's just too much. That's that's too it's it's cool that we can have that laid back feel and let our guards down, but can we really let our guards down? No. Can we, we can. can we do can we really afford Ten more years of not hitting our highest self. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And so we gotta, we gotta do it now because we might not have ten more years. Exactly. We gotta and take advantage of the, and the that's what, now. And and that's what one too many niggas was about. And mm. that's why it ends off like that. That's just one too many niggas. You know what I'm saying? So mm. even in in the mundane where Somebody like myself, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I, me and J Ray have this this uh, this conversation where we we battled about the word nigga or whatever, and and it's surprising that I wrote this in 2012 and then I had the stance that I had in 2018 having that mm. conversation with him. But that's just one too many niggas. Just just you you saying it. It's just one too many niggas. We can't even afford that. Yeah. We, need, we need we need more than that. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's just what it's about. It's it's the, the that's what the entire poetry book is about. Is reaching for your highest self. That's what all these poems in this first book is about. Is really reaching for the highest self. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and speaking of reaching for your highest self, I feel like the poem right after that. A heart unfollowed is so real because it's just talking about like how you'll feel if you don't follow your dreams. And right. I feel like that's so many people, especially that live in America, like we get so caught up in the matrix and we get so comfortable that we forget what our dream is. And it you end up living like a a a, a life that's not that's that's that doesn't have any purpose. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're not living your dream, you're you're living the systematic dream. You know what I'm saying? But you're not living like you're 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 not you're not pursuing your real calling. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's so detrimental. And I feel like that's why a lot of people end up so miserable. Yeah, I th- I think um, when I was writing a hard on follow, I was battling with staying in school. I was battling with my religion. I was battling with wanting to be 
this big rap superstar that I saw myself being as a kid. And up until that point, um, I don't think I was making decisions for myself at all. Um, I think all, a lot of what I was doing was um, because I was told to do it and that I was told to go in that direction. Um, and I think at the time of me writing that, I wouldn't say I was lost. I, I think I was more so like praying I don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like like taking that risk and taking that chance, and but just like, I hope I get it right. But even if I don't get it right, at least I tried. You know what I'm saying? At, yeah, least, real, at least I yeah. did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus not doing it, and then I gotta live with this long. Yeah, live like, with the regret. Damn, what if? You know, yeah. I could have. You know, what I, I'm I, saying. I, I, I feel like what if kills so many people, man. Yeah, yeah, you know man. Because, because it's like if, if you tried and failed, at least you could say I tried it. But if you right. never tried at all, it's just like you always just have it That's in the, the back worst. of your mind and just beat you up inside. It, it ate me up one time. My grandfather told me about him wanting to start his own um business mm-hmm. and and he he was so passionate telling me about it mm-hmm. um and this was just like a, a year or two ago he was so passionate telling me about it he said mm-hmm. man i went out i got everything for it and was about to get started with it and you know your grandmother just wasn't wasn't on board fully with me and I mm-hmm. just did I didn't I didn't follow through with it. Damn. He said, I wish I would have, man. Imagine where I would be right now. Yeah, because he, he'd probably still be thinking about it. Exactly. And 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 it just it broke my heart that he had that feeling. Yeah. But it also made me at the same time look at my own situation and say, But you have that opportunity. Yeah, he, he told you, know you that saying? for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. So um to go out. To go for it, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hold back to go for it. Um, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard on follow was a. Uh, it was a, it was a. I remember that time in my life. <laughs> that was that was a good <laughs> poem. I remember when I wrote that poem. I put it out. A lot of people. I put it out on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of people like was digging that poem. A lot of people was digging. That nah, poem. like I'm really related to that one too. Yeah. Like another super relatable. Uh, poem and then you know that one follows with afraid because a lot of times when you know you're you're you know say you you make that decision to follow your dream a lot of your fears start to pop up out of nowhere or other people's insecurities start to try to influence your mind and what you're trying to right. do so right. so so speak on that a little bit like afraid like what what at that time um were you afraid of and are you still afraid of those things? Have you overcome well, them? Well, Speak on that well afraid wasn't really about me, per se. Mm, um, okay, okay. Afraid was about, um, I guess, um, a girl I was dealing with at the time, mm, um, okay. being afraid to kind of move forward with me. Mm, um, oh, damn. Okay. And the original title is um, What You Scared For. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's real. Um, yep, man, I feel you on that, boy. And uh, 
Yeah, so so it, it's really about it speaks to I guess in a, in a sense it does speak to um, not being afraid of of going for it, um, mm-hmm. but the the actual poem itself um, was speaking to her like yo like what you what you afraid of trying love for with me you know what I'm saying like yeah it's nothing to be afraid of with me you know like I'm the good guy here. Yeah, you, know, you, 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 you yeah. basically trying to give her security, like, right? Yeah, right, yeah, tr- right. Trust in me, I right. got you. Like facts, we can do facts. this. But then she's kind of pulling away, probably because of her own insecurities own past, and her own, own past, exactly. yeah, her own baggage and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with that before. And man. the crazy be part is, the crazy part is, at the time of writing this, I can guarantee you, I did not want anything with any woman. Mm. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't want nothing with any any woman, but the feeling, um, the feeling of the poem, mm-hmm. the feeling of that emotion, the feeling of that. I think I take I take pride in that in myself, yeah. being able to write and and convey that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be with nobody for, for sure around that time. I, I wrote that poem. I wrote afraid. Maybe 2014, 2015. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Yeah, nah, I had the same type of mentality back then yeah, too. I, I <laughs> was I wasn't I wasn't trying to settle down. But yeah, but that is a part of that conversation that you have with somebody um when you when you kicking it with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no, that's, that's even right. if you even if you're not looking for nothing, you still like yo, it's not you ain't gotta worry. I ain't about to like you know, hurt you or nothing like that. Like, yeah, you know, to, crazy shit. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, dirty it's nothing, out, yeah. yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of with me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good guy. You know, so yeah. that's that's really what that poem is about. But see, I think I think a lot of times that don't got nothing to do with like you per se. But it just got something to do with like you know, like we was talking about the insecurity. A lot of people just have a lot of trust issues, man. So facts, until facts. they get to and know it's, you, and it's not even insecurity. It's really past experiences, you know, people yeah, that have let down in the past. You know, yeah, just, a disappointment is a killer. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, fellas don't like to admit that, but we got that same thing. You know? Oh what hell saying? yeah, we, we got we, that we, a lot too. We might have it worse because we don't communicate. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, know um, I was listening. I was listening to. Wayno today, and this is just to, like mm-hmm. to briefly touch on it real quick. I was Yo, by the way, Wayno has one of the realest new podcasts. Yeah, and that's what I'm about to so that's what I'm about to touch on right now. It was the second episode, and he was speaking mm-hmm. on um just like women having daddy issues, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Men don't like to admit it, but we got way more daddy issues than women." And when he said that, mm-hmm. I sat there and I was like, "Damn, nigga, you right." Right, man. I know a lot more niggas that's dealing with some daddy type issues that's failed to talk about it too. Yeah, like, because because it's like what we was talking about on 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 your podcast just now. Yeah. Uh, good music and conversation. Make sure you guys go check it out on, on all podcasts right now. Streaming platforms. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's coming you know, to a Patreon near you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plug, plug. Um, but, but, but nah, it's it's like we don't have a lot of spaces where we feel comfortable to talk about that, right? Or it's right. kind of taboo to talk about that. I mean, just let's be honest. Like, we just really started feeling comfortable to open up because the That's world said that fact. it was toxic for y'all not to, for us not to. 
That's and that's, we were like, damn, y'all right. Let's start talking about some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah we just started I, I, like this is a new thing. It still feel kind of weird. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> but no, that's <laughs> real. That's real. It's, it's homies. I have I have friends right now who I've known for ten years, fifteen years, some of them twenty years, who have a whole list of issues that we have never had a conversation about. Yeah, bro. You know we, what I'm saying? We, 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 we go at, on. We hiding that joint. Yeah, we, exactly. Yeah. We still go on. We love each other. It's all love, but we got personal shit we've been dealing about, and we just haven't came to our brothers and said, like, yo, this I got this on my chest, bro. Like, I just need I just need to tell somebody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. I know for a fact it's homies like that. And so that's what, that's what putting the book out was about you know what i'm saying just having yeah, just releasing it right? yeah just having that space to let all of that stuff out you know what i'm saying and yeah. to break it down and put it in its proper that's what the descriptions really that's where they hold their value at you know it puts it in its proper context you know what i'm saying because those poems outside of context look like very wild <laughs> you know not lyrics, but very um bold statements. You know, yeah, for sure. The, um, the 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 um the the breakdowns definitely help help really add context place. and yeah. put it in this place. Really yeah. helps like ground the whole messaging of sure. the poem. And and was that like when did you come? Was that like always the the uh, the idea from the beginning was Absolutely. to to have the breakdowns? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. The mm-hmm. idea of formulated very quickly, and once I got the idea and I knew that it was possible to put it together, mm-hmm. once I had an outlet to put it out and mm-hmm. a way to put it out, I said, "Oh, it's that easy. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. That I'm doing it, and I did it." So the poems was already written. I've yeah, them for years. All I had yeah. to do was just go through them, really let it speak to me, mm-hmm. and, and break those each lyric down. You know what I'm saying? And really not break it down as far as me give it an explanation, but allow the poem to tell me what I was thinking. You know what mm. I'm saying? Kind of, kind, of, kind of just like when you're in the studio and you allow the beat. Just to yeah, to I was saying what, what you wanted to say. Same, great analogy, great analogy. Okay. Same difference. Okay. I would, I would read one of these poems. I read the dark skinned brother mm-hmm. for a week before I wrote the description. Damn. So, it was just letting it speak to me. You know what I'm saying? And what was mm-hmm. I thinking? And in the first description I wrote, I didn't like. I wrote a different one. You know what I'm saying? So, it was just. I wanted to get to the truth of the matter. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give any fluff. I didn't want to give any BS. I didn't want to give any, you know, false narrative or false description. Like I wanted to give you a real, a real honest opinion about what I was experiencing at that time. Mm. Yeah. So. So so. So was was that process like? Was it, was it, how, how did that make you feel at the end? Like, was it taxing? Did it bring up a lot of um, unresolved uh, emotions? Like, how, how did it make you feel after you went through and broke down each poem? Was it like, did you feel relief? Did you feel accomplished? Like, 
how how that make you feel? And and like also like how long did it take? Did it did it take a while to do to like do it all? Or was it was it pretty fast? I don't think it took too long. Maybe okay. maybe two months. Oh, that ain't bad. Maybe okay. three at the okay. most. No, that's that's a that's a good amount of time. So so it's like you 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 really you didn't rush it, like you took your time. Nah, nah. But it and still it, was in a good amount of time. Right, right, right. And then I mean, to be honest with you, it was it was poems I had lived with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like these yeah. were these were my words. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't mm-hmm. really hard to grasp the root of it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was my experiences. So it, everything was fairly easy. For, everything flowed. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Especially when you get to certain poems. You know what I'm saying? Everything, everything kind of flows. Um, especially poems like brother and brothers, their brother, their sister. Yeah, I remember the exact moment I wrote that. I remember the exact moment I put it out. I remember the exact reactions that I got from certain people. So, um, it was easy for me to tap back into that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, um, what was the first question? My fault. My fault. What was the first question? Um, how how did it feel? After after breaking down the poems, like after you were done with all them, yeah, it wasn't. Like it wasn't a, like, did you? Okay, no, it wasn't taxing at all. I, I felt accomplished more than mm. anything uh, after okay. putting it every everything together. Um, like I said, it was my life already. I had already experienced these poems. Had already been out. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying these uh, uh, in various places and in, in various platforms and and sent to various people via email or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nothing that no one knew about. It wasn't like it, it was like new information about me. I guess yeah. the way I was saying it or how I was delivering it is new. Um, but it wasn't any new information about me. It wasn't anything that I was holding in or hiding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so so no, it wasn't taxing at all. It wasn't. It all it did was just give a clearer context to everything. Um, when I when you, when I read poems like "How Real Is This," it gives me a clearer context of my relationship with different people. Man, um, speaking speaking of that poem, and, yeah. and I want to get to that one like a little later, but just just I just gotta let you know that bro, that's probably the realest poem <laughs> I ever read in my life. <laughs> so definitely make sure you stay tuned because we're gonna think, talk about we're gonna talk about that one a little I think later. I wrote that poem, damn, when I had to write that poem. Maybe it was before '09 for sure. Oh wow! It was before. Damn, was it was before poem. I graduated for sure. Um, yeah, maybe. Bro, you bro, you've been, been ta- you've been talented for a long time. You writing stuff like this in high womb. school. Bro. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I like to have fun, but but to be be honest with you though, um I started writing when I was thirteen. Mm, okay. Um, I wrote my first, I guess, verse when I was thirteen. 
Um, and then I guess I wrote my first poem. I'm gonna tell you first time I ever told this story. Oh, sure, <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. And hopefully, <laughs> nobody gets offended, but whatever. Um, first time I ever wrote a poem, I took it from so remember how DVDs back in the day would have like double disc, or if you flip the disc over, you get, like, special features and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> the movie Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon. Oh, I got that one. Around. Hell yeah, that's a classic, bro. It's a, yeah. it's a double disc. You can flip it over and you get deleted scenes and bloopers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, it's a deleted scene on Love Don't Cost a Thing where... The Asian dude, I think, is like saying a poem to Christina Milian, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, I saw that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was in middle school. I saw that. Yo. <laughs> I said, I got it. <laughs> I sat there. We had to write that one down. Every line of that poem and wrote it down. And went to school the next day. <laughs> Yeah, she gave it out to like three or four girls. Not oh, going. My <laughs> boy, big pimping with it though. <laughs> yo, yo, they loved me. <laughs> they loved me. I ain't gonna lie, but that was smart. <laughs> yo, listen, man, they loved me, and when I saw that reaction, I said, "Oh, they, they, that's it." I'm right like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing poems now. <laughs> I went home like on oh my shit. Yo, I'm telling you, I went home trying to find lyrics and trying to find every little kind of Shakespeare way to say something, man. Listen. Hell no, man. That's hilarious though. So so to be to be honest, that's how <laughs> I wrote my first poem. Now my first time writing was like an actual rap verse. Um, but my first time writing a poem. Other than school and uh, or something like that, English class, but that was it. I copied that joint and I gave it to the girls at my school. <laughs> real talk, real talk. And I want, and, and, if you can make this an IG clip, so please make this an oh, IG nah, clip. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely will. This show, is bro. hilarious. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like this now, IG now, 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 now I'm curious of how many other folks out there did this. Because I, I don't I, know. I, I, I never I thought know. about doing that, but I mean, honestly, like back then, like that would that that would have been the move, though. Man, I'm, I'm listen, mad. I ain't think about that. Man, that that's honestly how I did that. I'm not gonna lie. That's honestly how I learned. I I guess in a way I was self teaching myself how to write a poem. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, because so, so 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 love don't cost a thing. Got you in the game, bro. Man, That's real crazy. talk, man. Real talk. I'm telling you, go yeah. back to that DVD if you find if you ever come across the DVD or just oh, yeah. I, special I got, features. I, I got that back at the crib. Home and... that the Chinese dude said to, to uh, Christina Million, like they on a the park or some shit like that. I'm telling you, you are gonna see it and you are gonna hit a poem. You are gonna be like, oh nah, I see, I see. <laughs> that shit was hard. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go back and, and look at the DVD now, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah, it, was, it was dope. It was dope. But then, even since then, after that, um, mm. you know, I just kind of developed my writing from that. Um, mm. Just taking every experience I had, every little feeling I had, and just putting it to paper. 
And if if I formulated it, you know, I formulated it or whatever. Uh, I put it together how yeah. that poem initially was put together. So every poem after that for like the next year or two oh, was structured same, the same, same way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it flowed the same way. So that's kind of how I taught myself. And then from there, I went on and found my own styles of how I could say this and rhyme it with that and flow this and deliver that this way. So, yeah. Dang, that's a dope-ass, unique school story. About, yeah, man. <laughs> writing poetry. That's fine, bro. <laughs> um, speaking of writing down your experiences, bro, mm-hmm. one, one poem I had to say that I related to the most out of any of the other poems, mm-hmm. and I relate to all of them, by the way. Yeah, but bro, that almost Christian, bro. I think I hit you about this one, bro. Mm-hmm. Almost Christian was yeah. too, too, yeah. too real and close to home for me because I felt every word you said on that joint. Yeah, because when I was back in West Georgia around the same time as you, I was feeling those same things. Yeah. And Lord and behold. We was at the same conference that you talked about yep. in the breakdown. Yeah. But before we get to that, I want you to um break down for the listeners what almost Christian is about. Um <clears throat> Almost Christian is a conversation with myself about my lack of faith. Um, it's about me confronting not only myself but everything that I was seeing around me in the church Um, so i.e. you know the, the pastors and what they were speaking and preaching the church goers and how they were interacting and, um, you know, just, just moving around each other. Um, it was about, you know, me just, just asking, I wonder if people, I wonder if the people around you see how much you are not, you know, really where you, where you are, where you, where you try to portray that you are, you know what I'm saying? I wonder if, I wonder if the front that you're putting on is actually working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wonder, you wonder if they, if they see right through it or not. Yeah. Because, because the, the point that I'm getting is me looking at myself, I see right through it. You know, I see through the getting up and dressing good for church on Sunday morning after just Saturday you were cursing somebody out. Yeah. Or maybe Sunday morning you was cursing somebody out. Like, I've seen that. So, Damn, you know, it's just like, yeah. I see through it. I wonder mm-hmm. if anybody else can see through it. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, yeah. and, and like all my poems, and I always say this, but it's, it's always directed at me first. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not chastising anybody else or challenging anybody else's religion or challenge anybody else's Faith or walk. I, I'm, I was talking about me first. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if people on the outside of me could see that I was not living the 
best life that I could. I wonder if people on the outside of me could see that I was not living my truth. I was not living my happiest life. I was not living my fullest life. I was not, I wasn't living. You know, I wonder if people could see that. Um, and it was, it was, um, pivotal point in my life. Pivotal mm. point in my life. Um, now, did did you write about, did you write this poem at the conference or after the conference? After the conference. After the conference. At the conference, I was, uh, for a lack of a better phrase, filled with the Holy Ghost and saved and sanctified. <laughs> nah, nah, I feel you. Sa- I was, sa- I was, sa- at, same I, here. I was there. I was completely there. Even though some things had rubbed me the wrong way while I was there, um, I was still there faith-wise, faith-based. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and 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 for the listeners, me and uh, Keys are referring to a uh, a Christian, like it was like a college Christian conference. It was a New Year's conference. Yeah, New Year's conference. Getaway conference, just to kind of, I guess. Get you reacquainted with God. Get you close yeah. to the God. Uh-huh. I got and, a lot of views on it now, but you know, and, I'm gonna save my views. But yeah, and, it was. And what well, this 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 was back in 2011, right? Yeah, yeah. It was that, like December 2011 yeah, time, then, and and um, yeah, like like for me, the the con, like like you said, I was I was I was in it for the most part for the conference. It was a few things that were interesting to me that, that took place. But I want you to there there was an incident that I went through and there was also an incident that you went through, but both were separate, but both were also very related. Mm-hmm. Um but I want you to go ahead and share your um experience that happened to you while you were there and how that affected you and um like looking back on it, like how that makes you feel now and just just explain your feelings about that. Um well if if I think you're talking about the one I wrote about in the book. Yes. Um yeah, so um I think it was the last day, probably it was the last day he was there. Um and one of the guys he if I'm not mistaken, he's a big preacher in I guess the church, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a uh-huh. big known, well-known white preacher. Um and he was just up there speaking and and going going in just like as preachers do. And I was following him for the most part. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it actually wasn't the last day. Excuse me. That's a different that's a different situation, honestly. Um this was this was a so they had like different workshops set up or yeah. different classes you can go to for different things and i think this was like the love and relationship class or whatever right mm-hmm. um i think i know exactly what you talk about too yeah yeah <laughs> and so I, I i uh i'm sitting there and they're talking about relationships and, and being equally yoked and this that and the third yada 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 and then he goes off and says, like, yeah, if they're, if they're not of your religion, you know, you can't be with them. If, mm-hmm, if they're Muslim, yeah, you know, you got to kind of make them be Christian or you can't be with them. And I yeah, sat there in my like, seat and was just like, them. Yeah. hmm, hmm. 
Now, if this was me and I was Muslim, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too fond of this right now. Like, mm-hmm. and 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 it just made me it made me think. And like I said, it rubbed me the wrong way, even though at the time it didn't. I didn't act on it. Um, but it rubbed me the wrong way once I got back to home to Atlanta. Um, I knew I wasn't gonna go further in in the faith. Mm. Um, but it it just rubbed me the wrong way because. It wasn't just that moment. It was a lot of other things that were being said as far as like, I can't be friends with this person. I can't share life with this person. Like it was it was a lot of just, and it wasn't, it wasn't in how I'm saying it now. They were saying yeah, it in a yeah. very soft way. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, very, they were. it was a very coerced, like, yeah, this is the way of, of the righteous way, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. it was very, you know, persuasive. But um, if if you can cut through that persuasiveness and that fluffy softness and shit, you can get to the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And not for nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be as as respectful as I can, but I, I it was bullshit that I was hearing, to be honest, and I I didn't respect it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I heard like, do do well. Even though I'm like, you know, I, I believe in grace and everything, but there was one that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too. I don't know if you were up? there, but you remember when homie the the pastor was up there and he was talking about how he used to be racist. You remember that one? Did, were you there for racist. that? Yeah, he 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 broke it down how he used to be racist <laughs> no, and everything. Nobody making no shit down like that. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro. That joy threw me for a loop. I was not expecting that. Yeah. That joint made me feel a little uncomfortable, bro. I wanted to nah. bounce after that one, bro. Nah, I think that was like one of the last days. Yo. <laughs> yeah, bro. And then That's... and then on, on on top of that, I think this was after me and my friends had like a racist encounter with the police, like out there. Yeah, out there. So and look, I had a, I had a situation out there too. Yeah, see that that's what I oh, was talking about. Oh, so that's what you was about. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy okay. you brought up the other stuff too because we we both had both similar okay. experiences like that. But, okay, but okay. yeah. So look, so look, so I ain't even going front. <laughs> I had just I got suspended from school. Mm-hmm. I had to take the semester off, and mm-hmm. in 2011 I was just coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. 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 So. <clears throat> And so, actually, actually, yeah, 2011, I was just coming back. So, right before I came back, I was try- I went on this trip, mm-hmm. and I will I wasn't really up, you know. I had just mm-hmm. left my mom's crib. I ain't had no job. I had mm-hmm. nothing. I wasn't in school. I had nothing. So this was like this is why I was going on the trip to kind of get my life right with God and God's gonna bless me after this. Uh, I'm this giving makes, my this, life away. This makes so, sense. This makes anyway, sense. okay. Yeah, so we get out there. I don't have no bread to eat, nothing like that. I'm I'm asked out. I got a couple of dollars. So I, we had to walk all the way to the main well, I had to walk all the way to a McDonald's. It was like mad far from the hotel. It's like yeah. At least maybe 20, 30 minutes away. And wait, the McDonald's was well, McDonald's was in the hood too, wasn't it? Because I think I remember. I don't even remember. I don't even remember exactly. But because me, me, me and my friends walked, that joint was mad far too. Yeah, I think it was we saw that joint out there. It was <laughs> yeah. mad far. Only one, only one homie. He's and he uh, forever till this day. He forever got my love. We're not the tightest of homies, but he, but mm-hmm. still to this day, he still got my love. 
Um, but yeah, he was the only dude that walked with me. Everybody else was like, nah, man, you ain't all. I was like, oh, they blame me still for that, bro. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so look, like, nah, nah, but we meet up with them after. We meet up uh-huh. with, with them after whatever, after I come back from McDonald's. And um, we're walking back to the hotel. And a pickup truck with, had to be at least four or five white boys in there. Drive by. And they slow down, and they start throwing eggs, and then they drive off. And now, mind you, I'm coming. Me and homie coming from McDonald's, so we a little far from the rest of the group. Yeah. So it's I don't want I don't want to say names, but it's like three yeah. dudes and like two girls ahead of us, and it almost hits one of the girls. So like we we wilding, you know, we like what's up or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and they just spin the corner and yell out or some whatever and just keep on going about their day but that was my first time experiencing like i guess hands on face-to-face racism overt racism yeah yeah, overt racism like up until that point i was from new york like we i seen white people puerto ricans everybody like it was yeah yeah, people but everybody in new york is rude so you know (laughs) yeah it ain't no thing like it it wasn't like a thing to me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so to see that just overtness it was like oh wow that was like my first time like damn i'm really in the south (laughs) 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 like you gotta say it like that too i'm really in the south (laughs) South. so nah that's 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 crazy bro so like like, like, did y'all want to just leave after that, bro? Because I know, like, after that, like, because, like, I'll tell you my experience. So me and, me and my homies, we was walking, and we, I don't know, I think my friend wanted to go somewhere, and that joint was mad for him. We all walked with him, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we all, we all new to the area. We trying to make sure everybody Gucci, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we go and get whatever we was going to get, and we on our way back, and... Bro, like out of nowhere, bro. It's about like five cops pulled up on us, bro, just for yeah. no reason. And they, they, I mean, I, I mean, I used to deny it for the longest time because I didn't want to really like just think about it because it was kind of traumatizing, especially yeah. looking at everything that's going on now. Because like you think, like when you look back on, you like, man, I could have been one of these stories, but right. um, right. too many times. Exactly, and, and and basically, they just pulled up on us for no reason. And one of my friends, man, <laughs> shout out to my boy Davion. That boy don't give a care, bro. He he talked to the police any type of way. You know, you know, like I told mm-hmm. you on, on, on your podcast earlier, like I'd be trying to survive. I'm trying to make it home, so I'd be like, nah, man, I hear you. like I hear you. mad compliant, mad nice. Then when they leave, I'd be like, man, forget them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But, um, but yeah, he don't care, so he was kind of going a little wild on him. But I mean, needless to say, we, we you know we still alive today. We walked out of there okay. But, bro, like that was like the scariest crap ever, bro. Like and mm. these like these cops were like diesel, bro. Like they was big as hell. Yeah. They was all white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They pulled us up, pulled up on us with the charges for no reason, and they they high key harassed us. You know what I'm saying? Did they have gun drum? No, nah, no, nah, they didn't. Luckily enough, that would have been another level of trauma. Have you, have you ever this is this is off topic but have you ever um been pulled over and a cop has gun drawn? Nah, I haven't. Luckily I I haven't had to do it deal with that, but I mean I have been pulled I I got pulled over yeah to see see twice by myself and then once with one of my homies or with <laughs> some of my friends. 
Gotcha. Um, you know, both both times were some BS. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all three times were scared as hell though. Facts. They don't. They don't believe the uh, fear, though. I'll tell you that. It, it. 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 definitely. It definitely don't. And honestly, like when you go through like those type of situations with the police, you just be trying to forget them hoes. Like I be like honestly, like I hadn't thought about these until you know talking about them right now. Mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. be trying to forget about them joints. Right. Because right. because like you keep on thinking about, it, you be like, damn, I could have been just like one of these homies. They saying RIP mm-hmm. to right now. Mm-hmm. So and that that just takes your place to a whole other dark place. So right, right. You want to send yourself someplace you don't want to be. That's real. Exactly, That's exactly. You trying to stay in the light, brother. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, but right. um, but yeah, bro. Like so, like it's it's just crazy how like we went to this conference, this same conference, and we we didn't know each other at the time, but we both went through like, nah. similar. We felt similar feelings and went through similar experiences. So yeah, man. That- it was, I don't know, man. That, that was that was the last straw I had with Christianity for me. Like, that was that was it. Like, once I saw, like, just what they was trying to preach and, and mm-hmm. tossed down my, like, nah, I'm good. And, and, and you I, know, like, was... you ain't got to tell me what, like, like up uh-huh. until that point, I didn't need nobody to tell me what God felt and what God was saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like don't don't piss on me and tell me it's rain, bro. Like stop yeah. lying. You know what I'm nah, saying? Stop yeah. lying. That's that's not God at all. Like you know what I'm saying? And it's, so it's, that's why it's, I had it's, to... it's not. And honestly, if you really want to break it down, bro, like even though you know what I'm saying I subscribe to a sector of Christianity. I'm a Seventh Day Adventist. And that's all. I mean, no disrespect, my friend. Oh no, I no, 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 no! I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take no offense to it. Every, you know, what I'm saying, because, because honestly, yeah. I, I understand like your, your gripes with it. I mean, luckily enough for me, like, I had a different experience with Christianity. Like, I was, I only really um, went to that conference because of the people I was hanging around with at the time, and I hadn't found my group yet like my denomination yeah. yet so i was with them and they was good to me so i just you know kept on hanging with them but gotcha. i mean gotcha. but but to be honest with you like i didn't i wasn't used to that type of christianity either to be honest with you. Mm. you know what i'm saying so um but it's like for me it's like i don't i don't agree with you know everything that you know what i'm saying that you know my even my denomination like does sometimes or whatever but i've had a positive experience with it but I didn't they like I'd rather people refer to me as a man after God's own heart, like they refer to David right. in the Bible. And that just means that I'm I'm willing to acknowledge like my wrongs and and just, you know what I'm saying, do you know what I'm saying, do the work, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know, at at the at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I just, you know, kinda wanna I'd rather be known like for that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so you know, and plus, I don't, I don't think it's nothing wrong with being part of no religion. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's all about what you believe and what you grew up as. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and like what you're exposed to, really, because if 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 I grew up in another part of the world, I might not be part of no religion. You feel me? Or I mm-hmm. might be a part of another religion. So, right. You know, I, and that's just something I've always acknowledged. So I always just tell people, it's really all about your heart, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's what, that was my main point at the time. Like, you yeah. can't tell me if I grew up in Africa that I'm automatically God's enemy just because I grew up here. And this is the faith that we 
practice. Like, fuck you. Exactly. What? Who made you like what? Shut up, man. What is this? No, that's not what God said, bro. Like, no. No, that's not it. No. I'm not accepting that. So yeah, that that was my Plus, plus, bro, at the end of the day, man, like, religion is really, like, politics. It's spiritual politics. It puts, you know, spirituality into, into you know, different sectors that kind of more so divides us. And, and God, Jesus is all about just, like, unity and bringing us together. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, man, I think, you know, it's it's all about really, like, you know, spirituality and staying connected with him. Cause just because you go to church don't don't mean that you you better than somebody that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Or right. vice versa. It's it's all about. And that's what almost Christian was about. Yeah, yeah, that's what almost Christian was about. You know, it's just like yeah, you may be doing the right motions. You know what I'm saying? Going through mm-hmm. the right motions and. But that don't mean that your heart is in the right place. You know what I'm saying? And who are you as a person? What's your character like? So. Nah, that's yeah. that's facts. That's big facts, bro. Um, but moving along, uh, two two poems that kind of I feel like just spoke to you know what we were just talking about, like the the racist incidents that we kind of experienced while we were at the you know conference back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Is dark skinned brother and dear brother, dear sister. I feel like those two poems really speak speak power into this, you know, just you know us as black people. And I think they're they're two of the most important poems in in the in the book. So I want you to kind of speak about those. Um, dark skinned brother was inspired by Langston Hughes. Um, I too am America, if I if I'm not mistaken. Great um, Yeah, that that poem that uh, Denzel Washington says on the Great Debaters when he walks in the class. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie, by the way. Great movie and great poem. I love that poem. Um, when I heard that poem for the first time in, in English class, I had a my senior year. I had a black English teacher, and I loved her. Um, but I was such an ass in her class, and mm. she knew it, and she she she. Never like sent me to ISS or anything like that. She handled me, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. um she just knew like uh, it was more to me, you know what I'm saying? And she challenged mm-hmm. that every time. So I I loved her for that. But I was an ass growing up though. <laughs> but, Yo, honestly, but yeah, so she you, you need them type of teachers, man. Yeah, you know for sure, for sure. And she was black too, so like she was she helps. was like my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Like she, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I view her. But um but yeah, so she introduced me to Langston Hughes and she put me on to that poem. And ever since then, it just kind of always stuck with me. Um, the way he said it, the way he um, wrote it, you know what I'm saying? Um, just during that time, knowing everything that I was going on, knowing everything that was going on and just knowing the state of our people at that time and at the time that I was reading it, um, it really hit home for me. And so um, it wasn't until years later that I wrote The Dark Skinned Brother, but that was after I saw the movie with Denzel. And, and it had been a while since I, you know, thought about that poem originally. 
and and came back to that point when and so when I saw that Denzel had you know said it in the movie that ignited something in me to like oh now nah, we got to continue this on for for Langston you know what I'm saying just like a I don't know if if I could be what he conveyed that proudness that pride very well in his mm-hmm. in his tone you know what I'm saying he, he yeah he lets you know. He lets you. He lets you know how Langston was feeling when he wrote those words. You know what I'm saying? Um, they won't tell me to go sit in that back and eat. You know, I'll sit at the big table. You know, like just mm-hmm. like it, it, he he made you feel those words. And so when I wanted to write a poem to continue on in that 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 pride and to continue on in that voice and that tone. Um. I thought about us as a people and how we view ourselves. Um, and I wanted to be proud that I was black. I wanted to be proud that I was dark skinned. I wanted to be proud that, you know, I'm not what everybody else deems is perfect, but shit, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what Dark Skin Brother was about. You know, it was it was just about me being maybe the outcast maybe the black black sheep maybe um the darkest person in the room who knows um maybe the ugliest who knows maybe the one with the big nose or the big lips or whatever the case may be um but i'm proud to be that and not only mm-hmm. am i proud to be that but i'm I'm the best in that. I'm perfection mm. in that. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you may deem it to be, okay, but it's perfection because it's me. Yeah. God created me. Exactly. See, smile on me. I'm happy after everything that I've been through. This is only due to God. This is, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, just like you can't take nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah. that's that's m- mostly what... um. What what it was about um, the things that we have been taught um, in our lives growing up as as men. Um, don't try, just do. You know what I'm saying? Just just mm-hmm. do your do your best. We we ain't trying to do our best out here. No, we're just doing our best. Um, That's real. It's 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 a lot in that poem, just subtly that I say, but I I think that's a poem. The more people that see it, the more people that read it, the more people that hear it, um, it'll be a it'll be a, a big poem for for generations to come. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Very sure. very empowering uh, poem, and I I think just as empowering as dear brother, dear sister, is which yeah. is another. Poem where you're speaking to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, I did that tell, a lot. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely do. Which is what what I love about this book, to be honest. <laughs> um, dear brother, dear sister, I wrote that. I wrote dear brother, dear sister. Funny, <laughs> funny. I wrote dear brother, dear sister after that uh, conference. Oh wow! Yep. So that's the one that I you wrote, wrote after. Okay. 
I wrote I wrote that after coming back from the conference and moving back to West Georgia. Um, I had moved in with a young lady I was I was kicking it with at the time. Okay. Um, and yeah, I moved back to West Georgia and I wrote that and I was I was in that vibe like, yeah, we gotta do better. We gotta do better. We gotta we gotta be better. And it wasn't nothing going on. It wasn't like it was mass killings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, around that particular time, um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't nothing like that going on. It was just, yo, I want us to stop being. It was the big thing at that time was reality TV and mm-hmm. the ratchetness. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The big yeah. thing around that time was just like the glorification of just like guns and drugs and stuff. And it's still that, you know, to to an extent. Um mm-hmm. but that's what that was like the the like beginning of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, with yeah. the bad girls club, the <laughs> love and hip hop. It was mm-hmm. like all of that nonsense going on. And like I think that was like the first time basketball wives and them was like actually starting to come out and stuff like that or whatever. So yeah, it's just I just wasn't like I wasn't feeling any of that, and, and it wasn't specifically those things, but just like the culture that I I saw that was being uh, created around it. And, and, um, and it's crazy because that poem, just how it spoke to those times, it still speaks to right now because we're still yeah. dealing with a lot of that. Exactly, exactly. You know, you know. Um, I, I think at that time I was seeing a lot of young women just like freely hand out themselves you know Mm -hmm. um and it was it was i'm gonna be honest in saying this it was the beginning of my of that turning me off you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um when i wrote that poem that's when i started to view it as all right cool you ain't just gotta hand this over that easy like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't <laughs> you ain't just gotta be out here like that. <laughs> you know what I'm that. saying? So and even on, on on the side of the fellas, just like yo, I I seen homies beef about things that they could have just had sat down and had a conversation about. Right, and it was too. like, come on, dog, like y'all did all of that just because y'all wasn't man enough to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that's the most cowardish shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the most, you know, little boyish shit to me. Like, come on, just sit down and have a conversation. You know? So it was me speaking to those things and me just saying, yo, look, at that time, signaling to the people around me, I want us to be better because I'm holding us to a high, higher standard. And um, I'll never forget the homies around me. Like, I, at that time, I like I said, I was suspended from school, so I really mm-hmm. wasn't around the homies. I was at home, yeah. and um, when I came back to school, that's when you know we started kicking it again. And it was like, yo, it's crazy how we was all separated, but we came back on the same vibe. Same, we all came vibe. back on the yeah. same core. We all came back with the same vision and same um, energy. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's what it was. That that's their brother, their sister is one of my favorite poems, to be honest. That I've written. That you've written, okay, yeah. okay. 
So this next poem, how do I say, man? This now this this poem surprised me since you're such a big Chris Brown fan. Cause in the notes for this one, you said you was inspired by Ushers. How do I say off of 8701? So, I, yes, so I, need, I need you to break this one down. It's funny because I went back and listened to that song and I was like, damn, this song was fire. I forgot how fire no, that fire that joy was. No, that's but um but nah, this song just I mean this poem just reminded me of like when I was back in high school, man. Like it just kind of transported me right to that that time where like like I used to be kind of shy and I didn't exactly know how to say it like in person. So I used to just write it all down. But I want you to, you know what I'm saying, elaborate a little bit on how do I say and like what made you, you know, want to write this poem and uh yeah, just just give us a little background on this one. So two things are happening at the same time. Um getting heavy into sounds and lyrics and mm. production of music. I'm getting heavy into separating the three. I'm getting heavy into how can I find my voice in this? Um, on the opposite end of that, um, I'm seeing women and I'm trying to figure out what I want for my life to settle down. I'm having this urge to settle down. So I'm trying to figure out what my type is to settle down with. Um, and this one girl um, stuck out north from high school. And it was just a brief moment where I didn't know what to say, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was really wasn't like a scared to talk to her. It was like, yo, we had past history. I don't really know how to come at you like this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what made me go back and listen to 8701, but I was just doing my homework. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you. Um, and that's what, just, that's what I call it, just like skimming for music or just like take picking a random album from an artist and just listening to it from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. um, I was just doing my homework on Usher. And came across the song and it felt you know exactly how I was feeling I mean it's it's it spoke to me at that time it related to me and, and I mean I related to it and boom that was it as soon as he said how do I say that was it that was that's how you start the poem how do I say you know what I'm saying and, and it just, yeah, um I took the same flow I took the same tone that he you know sung it in and and mm -hmm. I just made it my own you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, bro, because I yeah. used, like, when... That, that's really kind of how I wrote my my first two books. Like, I was... I didn't read any poetry, really. I was inspired mainly by, like, the rappers I was listening to at the time. Mm. Or just rappers I had grew up on. So, yeah, I, I totally identify with that story. Because I would, I, I would literally just... You know what I'm saying? Just have certain albums planned while, you know what I'm saying? Just to get inspired, you know what I'm saying? Just to write about different topics and stuff like that. And then I would just go from there. Facts, facts. Yeah, that, that was definitely, I had that similar process. Um, So lastly, but not least, we spoke about this poem earlier. 
it's all come down to this one right here, the realest poem I ever wrote. I mean, the realest poem I ever read. I wish I wrote it, honestly. That's how real it is. <laughs> but it's how real is this? I, I really just got one question for you, bro. Like, you wrote this. I know you felt relieved as hell. Because you, 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 um, you, let, you, you let it all out. there. No, nah, I was scared. I never put that poem out. I was scared. After I wrote that, um, well, 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 just well, everything that I was saying that I had a girlfriend at the time. I was telling mm-hmm. her I was cheating and that cheating on her in there, and I was mm-hmm. telling her that she couldn't do nothing about it. <laughs> and I was telling my cousin that I stole from him, and I was telling my mom's that I did some fucked up shit. I was yeah, I was snitching on myself. <laughs> I was snitching mm-hmm. on myself. Yeah, um, you definitely bared it all now. But, uh, yeah, I, I was scared after I wrote that. I'm not really scared, but just like, I don't want to put this out. I don't want to share this with anybody. Um, I wasn't confident at all in, in um, sharing that with people. Um, but I knew it was something, something that I had to say and that I had to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. It was just about me being honest about where I was at in my life at that time. And I think I was in high school for sure. Uh, you wrote some great poems in high school, bro. I went through a lot of shit in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Um, man, you was writing, yeah, yeah, you was I writing them grown-ass men poems in high school. Bro. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a tough time for me as far as just mentally, um, not the toughest, but just tough for me. Just like, I didn't want to keep being like up until that point in high school, I was like hiding stuff and keeping stuff from people mm-hmm. and like slick being sneaky and shit like that. And it was at that time in high school, I was like, man, I'm not finna be hiding this shit from nobody. Fuck y'all. Like, what is niggas finna say to me? Like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got cheated on, Charlie. It is what it is. I don't to tell you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was from that point on that I kind of developed that I'm going to be honest yeah. about who I am and what I got going on. And if you with it, you with it. If you not, you're not. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? This is who I am. I can't change me. Yeah, you, you, you know you what I'm saying? I can decision. change me, but over time, that got to take time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you made that yeah. uh, decision that you was going to be authentically you. Right. And, and, but just right. keep on growing from there. Facts, 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 facts. I feel man. you on that. I feel you on that. Well, bro, man, uh, all, all I can say is, man, y'all definitely got to go pick up my boy Kendall's book, My Poetry Decoded. Um, book one. So I'm assuming that there's more on the way since it's yeah, yeah. It's a book. It's a series of six. Oh, um, okay. this is the first book. Yeah, I got a lot of poems, man. Um, so we're just gonna put them all together and, and release them, um, time at a time. And uh, we got some other books coming: some meditation books, some stress-free oh, nice, books, some nice. um, uh, some business books, some uh, some financial help books. So we got it. Yeah, I got a lot of things coming. Um, in 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 this author realm of mine, you know what I'm saying. So be on the lookout. But for now, um, my poetry decoded available now on Amazon.com. Um, I have the book bundles. 
um going now where hey. um you get a t-shirt, you get a pen, a journal, and you get an autographed copy of the book. What's um, so yeah, that'll be available um on the website um very soon. Okay, uh okay. March, May first, it should be available. Oh shoot, that's uh, next week. Yeah, that's right okay. around the corner. Yeah, 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 so um so yeah, man, be on the lookout for that. Um, more books to come. Second book is probably gonna come um fall of this year. Okay, um, that, that boy about that, yeah, about, that, not... about to hit him with the DMX. Two, hey, two, hey, two, hey, two, hey, two, if two. I can, if I can, if not, <laughs> you know, um, we're, we're still in. Uh, I'm, I'm still talking to some some publications, so we, we it may, oh, bet, it may bet, be bet. it may be taken to a larger platform. Okay, um, okay, nice. Just just to get it out to to some more people. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so we'll, we we don't know right now, but for now we're shooting for fall, fall twenty twenty one, for the second book. And yeah, man, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, follow me on social media, Kendall Malik official, uh, Kendall Malik on Facebook. Go like the page, uh, share good music and conversation podcast yes, on sir. Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, Kendall Malik Music on Tidal, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you stream music. Um, we got a film coming. We got some more dope music coming. A lot, a lot of things of on the horizon. Things coming. A lot of big things coming. Um, yes, sir. Give me a second. Um, a lot of things gonna be revealed very soon. Yes, sir. Well, before before we get out of here, I got one last question to ask you and. It pertains around our whole theme. Positive affirmation for season three is taking a leap of faith. I think, you know, just through this whole pandemic, we realized that, you know, tomorrow's not promised. You got to take advantage of your opportunity right now and take that leap of faith. So if there's any advice you could give to anybody that's, you know, trying to put their own poetry book out or that's just trying to, you know what I'm saying, go after their dreams, but they're a little nervous. Um, what what's the piece of advice that you would give them to motivate them to to take that leap? Um, believe in yourself. Be who you say you are, and own your story. Mm. Yeah. Um, don't let nothing stop you. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. Again, this has been another episode of Things to Keep in Mind. I'm your host, A.E. Charles. That's Kendall. Malik. Kendall Malik. Until next time, y'all. Peace and love. Peace. Bear with me. I appreciate y'all for allowing me this time to vent to y'all. Share my thoughts. Rallies across this country, they are shouting another name as well. Breonna Taylor was shot. I mean, we all know what's going on. Louisville, Kentucky has announced that one of the officers involved in the shooting of Breonna Taylor will be fired. 26 year old emergency room technician was shot eight times in her home. No justice, no peace. He no throwing my neck till I lay dead like he ain't here. I can't breathe. Truck me out in the street. When the wise fuck the police Cause you killed my papa in front of my mama I was sitting in the back seat No justice, no peace
Wage war in these streets Our kids ain't safe in these streets Mothers crying, our babies dying Why you bothering me about this weed? No justice, no peace Tell Michael Mary he can suck a dick No good cops in the world exist Kill Stephon Clark, how you explain this? Overlook the facts like Rush Limbaugh It's a whole system trying to kill us off Couldn't survive in a world like ours I'ma talk my shit like Mr. Shakar Screaming fuck y'all, middle finger and all How the cops kick down the wrong damn door Kill Miss Taylor right there in our home Kill both them jeans right there in his home Cops fucking wild, I wish you pick y'all off Wanna stop the violence, start arresting the cops Start Changing the laws, keeping us behind bars Redesign the whole system because the system is flawed Unless you really want war We can even the scar Unless you really want war We can even the scar Arrest, charge, and convict The murderers of Breonna Taylor just like that we're back i want to thank my boy kendall malik for coming on the show today i really appreciate it bro um really enjoyed talking with you and breaking down each of your poems that's in your brand new book my poetry decoded book one make sure you guys go pick that up on amazon um or you could personally hit him up on uh ig uh, or um, his email, which are all in this, the description uh, of this podcast and um, episode, and you can uh, reach out to him and pr- get uh, a personal copy straight from him. Um, but it's been a pleasure talking with you guys as usual. Make sure you guys stay safe and stay positive, and remember, go out there and go after your dreams. It's never too late. Don't procrastinate. Go get it. Alright? Take that leap of faith. Tomorrow's not the time. And don't think about what you didn't do yesterday. But do it today. Do it right now. Don't waste no more time. Till next time, y'all. Peace and love. This has been another episode of Things to Keep in Mind. One. One.